Praise God. Let's, uh, you know, last week we talked about simple concerning evil. That was the title of the message. And there's just some things that I felt like I needed to get out on these things that I wanted to cover in a little bit more. So we're going to spend a little bit more time uh, there uh, talking about this. If you missed last week, you can go back and listen to that, of course. Um, but there's just things, some things I wanted to touch on and felt like we needed to get out. So that's what we're going to do this morning. Romans 16, 19, let's look at that. I encourage you, though, if you missed last week, go listen to it. We're going to, it's a different focus this morning. Of course, we'll touch on a little bit, but we covered some things that I think um, would be beneficial. Romans 16, 19 says, For your obedience has become known to all, therefore I am glad on your behalf, but I want you to be wise in what is good and simple concerning evil. I want you to be wise in what is good and simple concerning evil. In the Amplified Classic, it says, I would have you well-versed and wise as to what is good and innocent and guileless as to what is evil. Well-versed and wise as to what is good. So very clear here what we're supposed to know and know well. And then things that we're not supposed to know, we're supposed to be innocent. That means there when it says guileless, that it means innocent and naive. It means you just don't want to even know about stuff, uh, certain things. In the NLV it says, but I want you to be wise about good things and pure about sinful things. Wise about good things and pure about sinful things. In the CEV it says, but still I want you to understand what is good and not have anything to do with evil. Not have anything to do with it. In the Phillips, it says, I want you to, to, I want to see you experts in good. Not even beginners in evil. Does that make it clear enough? Because there's a lot of gray in this world, right? Well, if you're expert at something, you know it backwards, forwards, up, down, left, right, right? You're expert. If you're an expert, called a subject matter expert, you know, they, test, they bring people in in um, trials that are subject matter experts. That's be, that means you're supposed to be up on the latest. You're supposed to know the history. You're supposed to know procedures and strategies and approaches. And you know. Because we're depending on you to be the expert. So that's what it says concerning good. We're supposed to know good. What's good? The things of God. The truth of God. His things. His word. His ways. That's what we're supposed to be experts in. Know, know what God thinks about something. How do you know what God thinks about something? Well, you look to his word. His word are his thoughts. The Bible is filled with God thoughts. You know how you can tell a God thought? It brings peace. It brings calm. It, it, it brings encouragement. Whenever you think something, you know, the devil try to tell you certain things are God thoughts and they're not. They're his thoughts. They may be religious thoughts. Religious thoughts and God thoughts are two different things. Do we know that? <laughs> Just because somebody puts God's name on it <laughs> does not mean it's a the God of the universe, it's his thought. You can tell a God thought because it'll bring encouragement to you in peace. 
Satan will try to tell you something, well, that's a God thought, but it is bringing condemnation, it's bringing anxiety, it's bringing fear, it's bringing insecurity. That's not a God thought. And the devil will tell you, well, but it's true. There may be portions that are true, but if you just give part of the truth and not the whole truth, then it's not the truth. So Satan will bring you something, something you did, or the, the certain circumstance, the way it looks, and say, you're going down, or you blew it too much, because look, it's true. Well, that, that, that what you did may be true, or what happened may be true, or what is right now may be true, but God always has an answer, and God always has a way out. So a God thought will include who He is, and what He can do, and how He can lead you forward. So we're supposed to know. We're supposed to be experts. And, of course, have all of us arrived? No, none of us has arrived, as we were saying early in the, in the offering. We're going to be knowing more and more about God forever. Okay, but as far as where we're at increasing in life, we should continually be coming up in these things. And so we want our goal, in other words, is to be experts. Our goal is to know more and more. Our goal is like, well, what should I what should I be in life? What should I do? Well, number one, you ought to know the Lord, your God, love him with all your heart, all your mind. Go after him and endeavor to know more and more about him and his things. So we know where we're supposed to be good in it. Note, can you put the Phillips up, the translation up again? So I want to see you experts in good and not even beginners in evil. So we know experts know all about a subject, and we're supposed to be experts in good, but concerning evil, not even beginner. That bring a good picture? Not there is a whole lot of things that maybe you dabbled with as far as you know um, things that. Uh, hobbies or whatever, you could say, hey, I, I did that a little bit, or I picked that up, or I read an article about that, I started that, you know, did it for a while, you know, so you may be considered a beginner. Then there are a whole lot of things that you probably, you've never done anything with, uh, maybe never heard of, maybe not even be able to pronounce, and if somebody said, hey, have you ever played such and such, never even heard of it. Well, what does that mean? You're not even a beginner. You just don't even know about it. You know, if you've started something, you, know, you could start music lessons or you could start playing a sport or start any number of hobbies. You, you could be considered, well, how, how good are you at this? I'm a beginner. <laughs> I started playing a video game, you know, a while back with, with the kids and they've been playing for years and I'd play once in a while uh, or look at it. And I was like, you know, the controls are just too different now. I just, I'm not going to waste my time playing. But eventually I started playing with them. I mean, before I was not even a beginner. And then I was, you know, I'm still a beginner. But when I was playing, I mean, it's just like, you just don't know left from right, up or down. Just don't know even what's going on. Well, there's certain things I've never played. And you wouldn't even say I'm a beginner. Just can't even, don't even know anything about it. Well, there, we could say that a lot about a lot of uh, different areas, but the Bible here is saying that's the way we're supposed to approach evil. We're not supposed to go, oh, well, I know something about it. Now, we may know stuff about it. That's not a badge of honor. You know, the world's twisted. The world, uh, because the God of this world is the devil... 
you know, God is God of all, but the God of this world, the Bible says, 2 Corinthians 4, 4 calls Satan the God of this world. Well, the world is following its God. Besides those that have made the Lord Jesus, you know, their Lord and Savior, the world system is following the devil, so it's warped, it's twisted. And so, people, you know, you see this in school, and as kids mature, and it's like, well, do you know about such and such? Have you heard about this? Oh, you don't? Oh, you're backwards. Like, it's a good thing if you know. Well, have you tried so-and-so? Have you tried this? Oh, well, <laughs> you don't know. That means implying that you're backwards or there's something deficient in you because you don't know. Actually, according to the Bible, if they're talking about evil, you are ahead of the game. You're not supposed to know. See, the devil, what, if, if God would tell you to be an expert in good and simple or not even a beginner in evil, what would Satan be? He'd be flipped. So he'd want you to be an expert in evil and complete not even a beginner in good. So you can tell the way the world system goes. <laughs> they want you to just, well, just try this and that and try it. You know, just you might like it. Well, that's not the way the Bible tells us to be. Then it tells us specifically, don't go after some of these things. Don't know some of these things. Now, you know, this, this, is, this applies in general, but I want to talk, I, you know, I touched on it at the end, but I wanted to spend more time on it than I did last week, so, you know, from what we spent last time. But I want to talk about the things specifically, about things that are wicked, things that are evil, horror, uh, demonic Things that, you know, we're in the Halloween season, and I, you know, we have a message called the reality of uh, the devil, demons, and, and magic that's on the, the, uh, the various places where we publish, um, YouTube, etc., website, and Shelly sent out a link to that last week, and we talked about, you know, in depth some of those things, and we'll touch on those things this morning as well, but, you know, we're in the Halloween quote season. I don't celebrate Halloween. Uh, it's nothing that we should glorify, but you see it everywhere. And so I want to touch on some of these things as it relates to this context about being simple in evil and beginners in evil because this is pervasive in our culture and it's played. I'm not just talking about Halloween. I'm talking about all the things that go along with that and the things that are magic and the things that are demonic and the things that are horror and the things that are scary. It's just treated as it's a genre. You know, it's a genre in, in in um, movies or books or cartoons, you know, do you like horror movies? Like, it's the same as if you like a comedy. They're not the same. You're talking about something that, I mean, there are all kinds of ways the devil uh, has infiltrated, of course, the world and the world system, and it doesn't have to look scary to be completely demonic. It can you know, it, it can look completely, it could be a G-rated movie and be completely demonic. So we're not talking about just things that are scary. There can be all kinds, of course, evil, different ways, uh, you know, in movies and all that. But specifically about these things, because it's gotten more and more into the culture where it's like, oh, it's, it's okay. I mean, oh, you like horror movies. You, you like you know, these evil things. Oh, you like the magic, and there's all kinds of books that I can name series of books that have to do with magical things. Oh, that's just, that's just play. It's not just play. And see, that's the, that's the lie. 
That's the hook. Get you think it's nothing. Now, is everybody that's, that, that is reading certain things or watching these things servants of the devil? Not, knowledge, not, not knowingly. Are a lot of people like, oh, it's nothing, and they're doing, you know, do they celebrate Halloween just because they, they think it's just harmless? Sure, there's all kinds of people that do that. That doesn't mean it's any less dangerous. It doesn't mean it's not a pathway to the supernatural in the evil sense. You know, you could be naive about all kinds of stuff, and that doesn't mean the danger's any less. You could think there's no harm into going to certain parts, you know, of a town or city where the people there that live there are like, don't go there at night. But you just waltz in, and, you know, you're, you're on a cross-country trip and stop in, and you don't have no idea what you're dealing with. You could be naive, ignorant, think everything's harmless, and be in very bad, very grave danger. Is that, is that true or not? Your... Just your intent does not determine the danger. Your knowledge doesn't determine the danger. The reality determines what's dangerous or not. And so our society, because remember, the God of this world is the devil. If you want people to be involved in that, then you, d- you dumb down and, and discount the, the danger of it. You make it seem like that's nothing. Oh, and anybody that would say it's something, they're stupid. They're backwards. They're fools. They're over-anxious. Because it's nothing. It's okay. It's chill. It's cool. It's just a movie. Don't get all worked up about it. See, it, it's despising. It's discounting. When it, the Bible clearly teaches about these things. Well, does God know what he's talking about or not? Are there things that we're supposed to be... No, I'm not do, having anything to do with that. We are, we are away from that. We separate ourselves from Now, yet, can, you be, can you be too uptight and hyper-spiritual about stuff, you know, and, and get um, overly anxious? Yeah, you can. You can do that about anything. But that doesn't do away with the real. And maybe you talk to people that are just so high-strung about anything like this and, and actually do the church more damage because they're the way they handle it interacting with people or school systems or whatever. I'm not talking about that. But just because somebody does that doesn't do away the fact that there's a danger. And then for you and yours and your children and your family and what you expose yourself, that you are armed and you realize that you don't want to have anything to do with it. That doesn't mean you have to throw that knowledge in front of people that are not going to receive it. That just makes it worse because if they're of the opinion that this is nothing and that people that make something of it are fools, they already got a a force field around them that you saying that is going to play right into that predetermined idea and they're going to channel you right over there, ignore what you say, and not talk to you about anything else. Boy, it just got silent. Now, if you have a relationship with them, if you have a rapport, if you're having a not, I'm teaching you something, but we're conversing, and you're able to share stuff, and you know their heart's open, of course, that's the same, it is, the same way it is with the gospel or any truth. But us going and just throwing it out there when the culture has been made, made, made it look so light and made fun of those things, then we're, we're just going to be unheard. Do you hear me? We have to know that the devil is sly and cunning. 
And you, you, as much as you want to get truth across to people, the purpose is, the, the point is, how do they receive it? Not what you say. What do they hear? And if you're saying something that there's already this cultural uh, wall around, you have to be wise and be led by the Spirit on how you're going to share something so it's actually received. You don't just go around going, well, that's evil, that's evil. You know as well as I do in pop culture, people mock that. You're a Bible thumper. You're just backwards. You're in the t- so why, why just go down that and play into it? There is a truth. There is a truth, and we need to know the truth, but we've got to be wise about how we're able to share it. But my real purpose today is to know, number one, and we talk about sharing it, but number one, we've got to know to keep it out of us. We don't want to unknowingly just be bringing this stuff into our household and exposing our children to things that are actually a pathway to more evil, and it's not portrayed that way. It wouldn't, be no, it wouldn't uh, necessarily be obvious. But if, if we're bringing that in and handling stuff and showing it and looking at it, then we are opening a door for Satan to have a foothold in our lives. We're actually playing with evil, and we're supposed to be, what, simple concerning evil? We're supposed to be not even beginners, but like consider Halloween. i got more scripture to read. Let's come back to this. Let me read a few more scriptures, and we're going to keep reading scriptures. Philippians 2, verse 14, it says, we read some of these last week, Do all things without complaining and disputing that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of of a crooked and perverse generation. Is this not what we're just saying? You're, you're blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. Okay, there is, we know, we're, we're surrounded by, by evil things. But it says, among whom you shine as lights in the world. In other words, you're supposed to look different. Not weird, although, you know, if, if people have help to believe that the things of God are weird... Uh, don't worry about it. That's the way the world's uh, culture is trying to portray it. But you know, if somebody's around you over and over and over, and they're like, they're not weird. They're, they're, I've known them for 15 years. I've known them for 10 years. They're, no, so they might listen to what you have to say. You don't have to be weird about it, but just know the fact that somebody thinks some of these things are weird is part of the plan. Because if, devil, if, the, if the, the enemy, the devil, can make it seem weird, then nobody will touch it. They're not going to touch the truth. I want to be weird. Not knowing that they're entangled in the wrong thing. So yeah, you're supposed to be a light. The Bible also says be gentle as does, be wise as serpents. Just know. Because you're dealing with the devil. He is, he's sly. He's sneaky. It says, uh, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life so that, you, so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain and labored in vain. Look at the Amplified Classic. That you may show yourselves to be blameless and guileless, innocent and uncontaminated, children of God without blemish, faultless, unrebukable, in the midst of a crooked and wicked generation, spiritually perverted and perverse. So yeah, there are things that are spiritually perverted and they're perverse. And so we're in the midst of those things. Ephesians 5 verse 8. Again, we read some of these. 
For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Walk like you're a child of light. In other words, I'm a child of God. I don't want to have anything to deal with, do with something that is flat evil. I'm not going to expose my kids to it. I'm not going to expose myself to it. Because, you know, that's a thing. Well, what, you can't handle it? What, you can't handle the scary stuff? What, are you a sissy? No, I'm not stupid. I'm not going to put those images in my head and go and plant demonic things into my imagination so that they can be pushed on and recalled. Satan can push on you with fear, with ideas that you don't need to know, don't need to see. Can you handle looking at it? Sure, you can look right in the face of evil, but you don't go seek it out. If you had to see something, sure, you can handle it, but you don't go put yourself in the middle of it. Well, hey, we'll watch this for two hours and just all these stuff. Where did it come from? Where was the inspiration? Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is goodness, righteousness, and truth, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Notice what it says. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of, de- of darkness. Don't be around it. Don't fellowship with it. Don't give it a place in your life. Rather expose it. Let me ask you a question. How many uh, people that serve the devil, that are flat out in the devil, once a year they dress up, put on their good clothes... You know, paint their, if their fingernails are black, they trim them, paint them, get all the dye out of their hair, look presentable, and they come to church. A true church. And worship the living God just so they can be in church once a year. I'm talking about in reality, not religion. You know, clean up and do that. How many people that are serving the devil out go and do that? So why would we... During the quote-unquote Halloween season, as children of light, children of God, decide, well, I'm just going to dress up like the devil and go and act like all this stuff is okay. Why would we do that? Why would we put ourselves on his territory? Well, I'm not dressing up evil. It's all What are we around? It's the sentiment behind it. Sure, there's different, you know, costumes they can wear that's not really a costume. It's just like... You know, dressing up as a hockey player or something. Okay, so what are we, are we celebrating it? What are we portraying for our kids? And I'll just say this. You have to walk in balance with this. If you're dealing with the public schools and things, uh, you know, do what is on your conscience to do. I, don't put your, your child in the way. Like, there were certain things they wanted during the Halloween season. Uh, they wanted... One of our kids one time to, to come up with, what, a song or a poem? A, it was basically, they, they were essentially coming up with a spell, but it was in the form of a poem or something. We said, no, he can do something else, but he's not doing that. Okay, then there's other things that people have, they're, they're just, it might be during the Halloween season, but it's not really geared that way, or people are just having, you know, some sort of party, but it's not evil. You have to walk. There is no line by line, 
uh, direction for how you're going to handle these things. You have to be led by the Spirit of God with your conscience and what is with your family and walking the line between working with the um, people that you're dealing with and, and having a good relationship and drawing the line where, no, clearly I'm not exposing my kids to that and just being completely dismissed because you're the kook in the classroom. Is that too straight? I mean, that you, you, you have to walk these things out because otherwise you are dismissed on every front. They don't care about what you say. You have no influence because you're going to town and, and, and potentially just trying to instruct everybody. We have to walk with wisdom. But don't knowingly expose your children to things. Don't knowingly participate in things that are flat evil. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if you guys saw this video. I don't know if it was a week or two ago. Um, there was this, it was a preschool, very young kids, and one of the teachers dressed up like a, a, a ghoul or so, and had this mask on and came in and was just screaming at the kids. Did anybody see that? It was absolutely sick. These little two-year-olds, three, I mean, they were just sitting there eating something, and this, this woman came, and she had this, one of these black masks with the long white face and just was like screaming at them. And the kids were just, you can imagine, they were so scared. And, oh, people just went nuts. Everybody was fired. But it is sick. Anybody that would even think that is funny. Because fear is not funny. People deal with fear in all kinds of areas in their life. Why would you kick the door down? I mean, open the door wide open and be like, ooh, I want to be scared for the next two hours. It's fun. Put fear into me. Let me feel that that rush and look at images that are straight out of the pit of hell. Because there is a real. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look, I just want to, I'm going to pump my mind full of that stuff. I'm going to go around, you know, channels and YouTube channels and, and Instagram feeds and TikTok that are just scary because I like it. <laughs> we are opening ourselves up to just evil. It's not harmless it's 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 giving ourselves it's giving a pathway to the devil. First Peter five verse eight <clears throat> says, "Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour." Read this last week. Resist him steadfast in the faith. See, your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. That means he's looking for an opportunity. Ephesians 4.26, I don't know, do you have Ephesians 4.26? Or can you put it up? It says, be angry and do not sin. Read this again last week. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Nor give place to the devil. In Amplified Classic, it says, leave no such room or foothold for the devil. Give no opportunity to him. So we need to ask ourselves a question. Do we really believe Satan is the enemy or not? Is he our enemy? Yes. So we don't want to give him easy opportunities in our life. If somebody is your enemy, you don't open the door for him and ask him to come down, come and sit in your living room. I'm talking about they're trying to kill you literally at that time. You don't say, hey, what, you know, come and sit on my couch. What would you like to eat? 
You want coffee? You want tea? Cookie? Just stay. Kick up your feet. Make yourself at home. And you definitely wouldn't go in the other room and be like, hey, I'll be back. Just let them free. And talking about somebody you know despises you. So why would we go, if we know Satan is an enemy, why would we bring his things into our house or expose his thing, our kids or ourselves to his things and say, hey, just pump this stuff into me for the next two hours. It's cool, in my home. Or why would we pick up something on our phone and be like, you know, I know I shouldn't look at this, but, and just, because what we're doing is give an access to the devil, right? It's the same as inviting your enemy into your room and allowing him to sit there in your house. That is the same thing. When, when we just give Satan access to our minds, to our eyes, you're programming your mind with images that, except by the grace of God, will always be there. You're programming your, eye, your eyes with thoughts, with fear, you know, there, there's certain things in movies that are meant. You know, the movie's tense. The music is tense. There's something, and it's dark, and something you know somebody's going to jump out from somewhere. Well, you watch enough of that, you can't go anywhere without it looking like some kind of movie scene that something could jump out. That's just putting, you say, oh, that doesn't, that's just, that's just play. Why, do you, why would we play with fear? Why do we want to go? Why is that fun to let the enemy implant fearful things into our minds on purpose? Because we know there are traumatic experiences in life where people are doing everything they can to forget that moment in their life. That traumatic incident when something happened or they saw something or they're afraid and, and they're, they have you know, by they're, 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 they're working with the Lord, maybe going through therapy to try to get rid of that, and then for us to go and say, well, I'm just going to do it on purpose. Now, this is not to condemn any of us. This is to say we, should not, we just have to open our eyes and realize that there's a lot of stuff that we, we don't want to have anything to do with it. Remember our, our scripture, simple concerning evil, not even beginners. That I don't want to have anything to do with that. I don't want that in my life. I'm not going to give Satan an opportunity. Ephesians 6, verse 12. Ephesians 6, verse 12 says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, so that means people, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Against the, the rulers of the dark. Let's read that again a bit. Against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Talking about levels of evil power. There's different, apparently principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness, spiritual hosts of wickedness, there's, there's rank. And this is saying we don't wrestle against just people. We have to know there's a spiritual backdrop in the world that's going on. And so there, is, there are spiritual powers. There are spiritual forces for good and for evil. And we need to realize that. We don't need to be afraid as Christians. None of the things we're saying today, 
should bring fear. We have authority over Satan. We have authority over all the works of darkness. We should not be afraid of anything because by the blood of Jesus, we are protected. On the other hand, then, we don't on purpose play with stuff because if we're going to stand against something and we have authority of it, over it, like you have authority to keep somebody out of your house, you don't on the same time, you're, you're telling them to go, but at the same time you're letting them in through the back door. So shut the back door, shut the front door, tell them to get off your property, and then just maintain that. So, that's the, that, so if we're saying, no, I, I don't have anything to do with you, but I'm letting your thoughts, your images come into my household and infiltrate, and I'm specifically, nobody's twisting my arm, I'm looking at stuff, I'm ingesting stuff, I'm putting it in, then I am actually opening the door. Now, this goes for every area. We talked about it last week in some other areas. This goes for every area, but we need to be conscious of this area because there's more and more of these type of things where it's demonic, where it's magical, um, supernatural in the evil sense. There are television shows uh, where it, it is it's talking about psychic things, uh, demonic things, supernatural powers, and it's more and more pervasive in the culture, and it's trying to be normalized. And normalize the fact, well, that's just, that's a, we know it's make-believe, but it's there, but it's get it, people get used to it. Well, and then to dismiss, ah, we don't think anything of it. All the while, getting used to those images, getting used to having those, those, those um, the, the language and the, the visuals, and dismissing it as not real. The devil's okay with people believing it, he's not real, because he can do whatever, whatever he wants to, and he's able to maneuver, and he's able to destroy because it's not the devil, because he doesn't exist. And these things, oh, it's okay, you can watch it. It doesn't matter. It's just, it's for fun. Great. Well, then you can just put it right in the middle of your house, and it's not going to do anything, right? It's fine. Now, again, we don't have to be scared, but we, we have to be wise. Second Corinthians 2, verse 10 says, For indeed, if I have forgiven anything, I have forgiven that one for your sakes in the presence of Christ, lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. <clears throat> Satan will take every advantage he can get. We know that? So, we're not ignorant of what he wants to do. That's why we're reading some of these things. So we're not ignorant. Ignorant means you just don't know. It doesn't mean stupid. It means you just don't know. So we don't want to, know, we don't want to get in and voluntarily see his stuff, but we don't want to know how he, he behaves and what he's trying to sell so that we can avoid it. Oh, that's actually evil. I'm not, I'm not touching that because I know that's... That's actually subtle. That's trying to work its way into me. I'm not touching it. I'm simple concerning that. Well, everybody else says it's not a big deal. I know better. It's actually a Trojan horse. Everybody, you know what I'm talking about? It, it's a weapon to get in, to infiltrate the enemy, so then it can blow up. Let's look at uh, 1 Corinthians 10, verse 18. We look at a few verses here. <clears throat> it says, Observe Israel after the flesh. Are, they, are not those who eat of the sacrificers, sacrifices partakers of the altar? 
what am I saying then that an idol is anything? Or what is offered to idols is anything? Rather, it's talking about, you know, somewhat about communion here, but then it's talking about things offered to idols. Verse 20, rather that the things which are Gentiles, rather that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to demons and not to God. And I do not want you to have fellowship with demons. Okay, am I reading the New Testament or not? Okay, is this some weird book by some, you know, human author? Or is this the Bible? So it says, rather the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to who? To demons. Are demons real? Yes, they are. We, we talked about this a lot in that message I referenced. Uh, it was last Halloween, actually, on the day. The reality of uh, the devil, demons, and, and magic. Talked about some other aspects of this, which you know, we won't, can't be exhaustive today. But no, they're real. And here it's saying that you're sacri- people are sacrificing. Now, now, we'll get into that a little bit. People think, well, we don't sacrifice anything. Oh, yeah, we do. People, people have idols all over the place. Do, it says that the Gentiles that they're sacrificing, they're sacrificing to demons and not to God. And it says then, I do not want you to have fellowship with demons. Is Paul off his rocker? Is he backwards? Is he, oh, that's just so, you know, first century, whatever. We know better. So the Bible's not true now. And we could go through, we'll read a few more scriptures along these lines, but over and over, you see Jesus cast out demons. You see different things happen. No, the, demons are real. They're spiritual agents. Are angels real? Well, demons are evil spiritual beings. And it says, I don't want you to have any fellowship with demons. You want to understand when we're watching, if we, if we expose ourselves to certain media, movies and stuff that are horror or they're demonically inspired, not even horror, okay? There's all kinds of images that get into all kinds of movies. There are ideas, magic, spells. Um, it could be a G-rated movie. In fact, there are G-rated movies, you know, movies that are supposed to be for kids that have, you know, certain voodoo and, and magic things in it that... Uh, yeah, you're dealing with demons. When, you're, when we watch certain things, we are fellowshipping with demons. And he's saying, I don't want you to have fellowship with demons. Question, should we want to fellowship with demons? Who wants to fellowship with demons? You know what fellowship means? It means hang out. Well, I, Pastor Jim, I, I like hanging out with demons. Whoa. That's what it means. I mean, if, just think about it. If I'm going, nah, but I like doing that. If, if it's fellowshipping with demons, we have to say, we re- reevaluate, do I really like looking at certain things, exposing it? Because that's what's going on. We're giving, it's like opening your door, inviting demonic activity to sit on your couch and say, we're going to hang out for a little bit. That's exactly what's going on. <laughs> Don't like that? <laughs> See, the, the, the culture wants to say, oh, no, it's just, it's just play. Where did it come from? Ask yourself, is, I mean, do you see, do you think it came from the throne of heaven? 
Is it godly? These wicked images, these horrible creatures and evil, where did, where did it come from? Who, who inspired that? Well, it came from a man's brain. <laughs> no, it didn't. It might have come through a man's brain. But we read in Ephesians, we're not wrestling with flesh and blood. You ever you see certain people, horror movie or horror story writers, they're tapping into something. I can name names, and you would know who I'm talking about. Certain things, I'm going to talk about the last decades. I could read, name certain names, and you people, you, people would be like, yeah. Story after story after story, scary, just twisted. What are they tapping into? Well, they're just mentally deranged. There's more to it than that. It's not, see, that's what people say, well, that, it's just the way the human brain works. No, the Bible says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, just, but against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness, against spiritual hosts of wickedness. It's actually more than that. There's spiritual influence. Let me ask you another question. Where do godly influence come? Where do sermons come from? Where do godly inspiration come from? It's not just a brain. It's, it's, it's a spiritual anointing and spiritual encouragement and, and uh, what's initiating it. It's the same thing with evil. It's not like, well, yeah, we believe in God and God can move and it, there's power and he can speak to you in your heart, but, you know, it just stops and it gets all natural on the, on the evil side and it's just all men's activity. It's not. You see heinous crimes, uh, people just, oh, they just snapped. They had help to snap. Just like angels can help, demons can influence. Pushing, pushing, do it, do it, do it, do it. That's what happens. All of a sudden, well, that's just not like them. It wasn't just them. Now, I'm not discounting. People can have mental issues. But how did they get there? What are you focusing on to start having mental problems? You're focusing on evil somehow, some way, worry. Anxiety. That's why, why would we inject that specifically into our system when that can kill us? You can lose your mind through worrying. Praise God. Deuteronomy 18, verse 9. <clears throat> get, get through this and, and wrap up here. Deut- I want to read you a few. Some of these scriptures we, we read, so I'll just read this. Um, this one, Deuteronomy 18, verse 9. When you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not learn to follow the abominations of those nations. He's specifically saying you don't pick up their customs because they're, they're serving demonic stuff. We may read that, but you just read it in 1 Corinthians. They're not just offering sacrifices, something they just made up. They haven't helped to make it up, but there is a spiritual entity behind it. And so he's saying, don't pick up that stuff. Verse 10, there shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or or his daughter pass through the fire, or one who practices witchcraft, or a soothsayer, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer, or one who conjures spells, or a medium, or a spiritist, or one who calls up the dead. For all these things are an abomination to the Lord, and because of these abominations, the Lord your God drives them out before you. Talking about the people. Now let's look at that list again, because this stuff is more and more common in our society. 
and it is not just harmless. God, God is telling the Israelites, you don't have this among you. You don't mess with it. You don't have any of it. Look at the list. Number one, <clears throat> there should not be found among you anyone who makes his son or daughter pass through the fire. Talking about sacrificing children to these idols, to these demons. And we could say, I'm gonna, we could say a lot about that. that uh, maybe I'll get to some, just a, a moment. But uh, it says, or one who practices witchcraft. Witches, they're just black hats, doesn't matter. No, it's more than that. Or a soothsayer. One who interprets omens. Or a sorcerer. One who conjures spells. That's just a spell, doesn't mean anything. Why would we emulate that? Why would we emulate something that's devilish? Or a medium, or a spiritist, or one who calls up the dead. You can just go down around. You see people that claim to do this, and some of them are real. Some are just for show. Some of them are real. What are they doing? They, they are interfacing with the demonic. There is that. That's true. Not all of them. Some of them are just playing games, but some of it's real. Well, a medium, somebody that conjures spells, spiritists. It says you should not have any of this among you. So that means we don't want any of it among us. We don't want any, because it's an abomination to the Lord. All right, we'll wrap up with a few more of these scriptures here and then uh, say up a couple of things that will be done. Revelation 9, verse 20. <clears throat> But the rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues did not repent of the works of their hands. This is in Revelation. That they should not worship demons and idols of gold, silver, brass, stone, and wood, which can neither see nor hear nor walk. And they did not repent of the murders, of their murders or their sorceries or their sexual immorality or their thefts. So it says that they should not worship demons, talking about these idols. And then it talks about different idols made with different things and saying they didn't repent of various things, including sorceries. So there are, you know, people worship all kinds of things without knowing it. What does worship mean? It means you give it a prominent place in your life. People think when they hear this and they think of these different things, you're talking about somebody with, with a, uh, you know, some kind of image, some kind of cast uh, uh, image of a, uh, an animal or something sitting on a desk or whatever, and they're bowing down and kneeling to it, making sounds or something. That's what people think of this. But worship just means you give it a prominent place in your life. <clears throat> and people worship all kinds of things. An idol is not just that thing. There are idols. People have idols in their homes. People have idols. that It's not just that, though. And those are inspired, and they have demons behind them. <clears throat> in certain religions, I'd say every religion that's not the true, if they have idols, you're talking about demonic. See, that's not politically correct. But that's what the Bible says. And so then people have idols that don't look like that, though. They have idols of money, they have idols of sex, they have idols of under all kinds of things in their life that, that actually are putting 
God second, and these things first. And it's actually, uh, there's demon activity that are associated with that. And so we just don't want to have anything to do with that. And of course, then, there is the flat-out Satan worship and all that demonic. We know that. We know, we, that's the obvious. And people say, well, I'm not doing that. Well, just back off, and what's, what's the pathway, and what's the, the continued thread with some of that? If it looks like that, we don't want to have anything to do with it. And that's how we have to think, is like, if, if, it's, if it's going down that path, if it's evil, I don't want to have anything to do with that. I'm not going to give Satan a foothold. We don't need to be scared. We don't need to be condemned. Okay? If there's stuff in the pat, we just say, yeah, that was stupid. Thank God I didn't reap worse things from that. Thank you, God, for your mercy. And then we go forward and go, now, I'm <laughs> not messing with that. Do you have to be afraid of it? Do you have to flip over to be like, start being the crusader that's, don't mess with it, don't touch it, don't look at it. People will think you're nuts. Because just a little bit earlier, if we didn't have a clue about certain things, it's just, got, there's a shield around their understanding. It's, the Bible calls it a veil. So that's not helpful. But we have to say, wait a minute. All right, God, if you can use me to bring any light to anybody, you help me. But, I, I, you know, you know, blow your cover. You know, I mean, you want, you want to actually help somebody, not, not, not yell at them and not tell them what they're doing is wrong. And God will help us to do that. Praise God. Hallelujah.